Howdy. Welcome to the Bait Shack Podcast, presented by hashtag Come to the Shack. Your home for freshwater fishing tips, grumblings from the grove, big game banner, and all the chum you can feed on regarding University of Ole Miss Athletics. We're coming to you from the Landshark Lounge on Lake Sardis, so grab a cold one, sit back, and reel in the Bait Shack cast. Welcome to episode 61 of the Bait Shack. We are joined tonight by Soren and Wes. We have a new shacker tonight. Um, we'll give Wes a second to introduce himself uh, here in a second. But coming off of a great weekend, uh, we had a wet, muddy game against Tulane, but it was a big win. Um, kind of ran away with it, I think, in the first quarter, arguably. Um, a little wild around the rest of the league. We got a bye week this week, so we're just going to talk a little kind of basic football, talk some rankings do our picks at the end Uh, we're gonna leave that alabama preview for next week uh but first things first wes why don't you introduce yourself let us know who you are and where we can find you on twitter man hey thanks thanks for having me guys uh i've been listening to the shack for uh, a long time since episode one uh so i'm excited to be a part of it my name is wesley woodward i'm a uh, senior at ole miss my uh, twitter handle is the real west two and y'all probably remember me from some of the uh voice calls in the last uh in the early season early episodes of the bait shack uh, i i truly don't remember calling in but uh, <laughs> i definitely heard it so thanks guys wes was a big fan of the winning football game tradition that link kiffin has started here uh, in the last year so we do like know. that but Speaking of that, we'll go straight into the two-lane game. Um, two hours late start on that one. I uh, wasn't sure they were going to get it in, but ended up getting that one started at about, what was that, 8.45 or so? Yeah, 8.45. Finish it up just about on Sunday morning um, with all the scoring and everything. So Ole Miss looked really good. Uh, right out the gate, the offense moved. Two-lane couldn't stop it. We knew what we were going to get from two-lane. The guys last week, shout out to the Uptown Update. Um, they gave us a really good preview on what to expect, uh, and they were kind of spot on. I mean, you know, the defense wasn't able to keep up. I know that was one of their big worries, but the offense looked pretty good. Um, I think it's just more than anything. It's our defense that's really improved. Uh, but Michael Pratt took a lot of licks like they thought he would, but I, overall I thought he looked pretty well, pretty good. Um, it's just Ole Miss came out ready to go. Um, why don't you tell us a little more about that, your guys' reactions. Wes, you want to start us off here? Yeah, I can. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is, uh, well, I was there, so I was there at the beginning and, uh, waited so long, I waited an hour and I didn't really think it was going to happen. Like it was raining inside the stadium. It was flooding everywhere. I was like, there's no way it gave me flashbacks of LSU McNeese state a few years ago. If anybody remembers that where there was no thunder or lightning or anything, but it got canceled just because of how wet it was. So I ended up going home, and but I did get to catch it on TV, which was which made my analysis of it a lot easier. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is the uh, is the O line play. The O line play is something that Lane Kiffin has been really, really nitpicky on in these first in these early weeks of the season, and I appreciate that from him because it shows just how great he wants this group to be, and just how great this group can be. Um, I think a lot of the issues that we're having up front uh, has a lot to do with rhythm. Uh, offensive line is a position that when you play it, it, 
it, it comes in waves. And with with Orlando Umana missing Austin P, I'm pretty sure you miss it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that's where you get those few false starts from him up front. Uh, so this team, this this group is just going to continue to play better. Uh, they only gave up two sacks. Uh, if I remember correctly, Matt really wasn't running for his life out there when he ran the ball freely because he wanted to. Uh, I thought they played much better, and I think that uh, going forward, rhythm is going to be uh, something we're going to look for. Yeah, you bring up Orlando Umana there. Um, I think that is a guy I'm, I'm concerned personally a little bit moving forward only because his next game is going to be in Tuscaloosa, and he hasn't really been in that kind of environment before. Um, the Pac-12 isn't what it used to be. I don't think he was really playing in sold-out stadiums. Maybe the closest he got was Oregon. And I can't. I don't have a schedule in front of me, so I'm not even sure if he really did play in front of a full Oregon crowd in his time at Utah. That that needs to get handled during this bye week. I mean, obviously Lane Kiffin knows that. That's something that he's going to harp on. But that's a concern moving forward because I mean, there was no reason to be getting false starts on an empty stadium wet night in Oxford. I mean, more than anything, I think it's because, like you said, like he didn't really know the playbook as well, or he's learning it. Um, like you said, he missed Austin P and everything. So, Soren, anything to add though on the offensive line or any other notes? I mean, honestly, y'all hit the nail on the coffin with that. I was actually going to bring that up, but, I mean, Wes hit, like I said, he hit it right on the head. But uh, I do want to talk about how many points we're scoring. I think I've seen something that Jeff Levy posted on Twitter that we're scoring an average of 52.7 points per game, which is just, pardon my French, but absolutely f***ing ridiculous. Like, that is, that is wild. And, um... If we can keep that up against Alabama, like, I honestly don't think that there's any way that we don't beat them. Like, I just don't see it happening. Florida really exposed them. And I know we're not supposed to really be talking about this right now, but, like, looking looking forward, I just – Florida exposed Alabama. That You know, they're not really good uh, with a running quarterback. And so I – you know, Alabama's the one game that, like, I'm worried about this season that, like, okay, we definitely have a chance of losing this. But after that, I see us running the table. And if we can win against Bama, like, scoring that amount of points, it's just, like, I don't – we're literally unstoppable. And this is the point that we all made last season, that if our defense was, like, somewhat there, not even good, just, like, kind of there, get a couple stops a game, we would win every one of our games. And now that we have, you know, I would arguably say a pretty decent defense right now um, – it's going to happen. I mean, we're building something special here. This team is really special. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, to add on that, you know, we, we've we been a little bit vanilla, I would say, on both sides of the ball, which is going to be super, super helpful for us moving forward in our SEC play. They're not just, just going to have a lot to, to look at because, you know, they watch film from last year and it's just going to be all Elijah Moore. Well, this year, we have, you'll give a heavy dose of Drummond. You'll get a heavy dose of Sanders when he's there. And, man, Jonathan Mingo finally, finally is stepping up. He's finally stepping up into the shoes we wanted him to be. I think that the, the more he does it, the more confidence he's going to get and the better he's going to play. Yeah, he was catching everything. And I know that was a concern last year that he was dropping. Even in the rain la- or over the weekend, he was catching absolutely everything. We have a three-headed monster on the edge there with Domingo, Sanders, and Drummond. You brought it up. Drummond, kind of that versatile tight end. I saw them do that a little bit with him over the during the game. And the, and the announcer actually spot-on called it. Defenses lose track of him, and then he ends up getting free and no one's near him. 
I don't think Alabama's necessarily going to make that mistake, but I mean, that is something that we can hinge on a little bit later in the season, I think. Um, but yeah, it's not like last year where you had Elijah Moore and that was pretty much it. And if you could take care of him, which nobody seemed to be able to, then you could probably stop our offense. But now we have three guys. The one thing, the one place I'd like to see us develop a little bit, obviously, would be the tight end. We don't really have a tight end option right now, and that's a big loss. You know, we just we had Yaboa last year, so that's a significant gap or hole in our offense. But outside of that, there's a lot of weapons on this offense. Um, and at Alabama defense, like Soren kind of alluded to a second ago, got exposed by Florida a little bit uh, with a mobile quarterback, which Matt is. And Matt, you know, with those legs, he can make a lot of things happen. Um, extend the play, get some open gaps there in the end of plays and everything. So we'll get to it next week, like we said. But that makes you hopeful for the Alabama game. I mean, you got to yeah. think we can put up another 48. It, it, it's hard not to talk about. <laughs> that I was going to say, like, <laughs> as soon as Soren was like, oh, I'm not supposed to talk about it. It's hard not to. You know, I, I, I know I sometimes listen to Walk of Champions. Uh, uh, I, can't, I can't listen to Neil, Neil McCready, though. Um, <laughs> and they they just they before the two lane game they just were like we can't help but talk about how big this game is going to be and that's all I'm gonna say um, and the last thing that I had like about the game you know we played a great game I didn't really have a lot to say uh, we finally got to see us run the ball extremely effectively in the first two weeks we really didn't run the ball all that well uh, it it looked like. We just weren't finding the gaps. We weren't finding holes. Uh, but this week, we ran the ball 61 times, which is probably partly because of the weather. Uh, and Ely, you know, popped out 15 for 110. Corral ran the ball 13 times for 89 yards and all those touchdowns. And overall, we had 405 rushing yards, which is really gets lost in – Matt's performance. So if anybody, you know, if y'all have something to say about that, like, I, that's something I saw. Yeah, I mean, the run game, I think, go ahead, Soren, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, honestly, I remember, too, when Matt first got here, and I think it was the touchdown that he ran for against, uh, I think it was southeastern Louisiana in 2018. There was that touchdown that he ran, and I didn't really think that he was going to be, like, a good mobile quarterback. Because, I mean, you look at dude's legs – they're not very big, but, like, he's got some boosters on him. He can run. And, like, after that, I was like, this dude is going to be a problem. Um, and then, you know, unfortunately, we had the uh, Rich Rodriguez show uh, last year. But uh, it, it, that didn't really get to showcase his skill set. But <clears throat> he is starting to figure it out. And I am – I wouldn't even say start. He has figured it out. Um, and, you know, there's always room for improvement. But – Matt Corral is definitely going to go down in Ole Miss history books is one of the best quarterbacks that we've ever had, for sure. Um, and I just, like I said, I just can't wait to see how this season turns out, honestly. I'm I'm very hopeful. You know, Tulane, in my opinion, was one of the big tests uh, to see how we were going to do because arguably Lou, uh, Louisville and Austin P aren't good uh, passing attacks at all, you know. Um, and so we could just air the ball out as much as we wanted to. And, and score points, but in my opinion, uh, Tulane was, uh, and so in my opinion, that really that really solidified the fact that like we are going to be good on both sides of the ball this year. I hope that made sense. I was kind of incoherent, but <laughs> I was oh, kind of just. I think we follow you. I was like riffing as I was going on. I kind of lost my train of thought, but it is what it is. Whatever. 
Um, no, I agree with you. I think my favorite part about the development of Matt's run game is that he his legs get horizontal at the end, meaning to say that he's learned how to slide, <laughs> which is a very good part of his game because yeah, those first two years had me nervous, him taking hits, un- unnecessary hits, um, instead of just going out of bounds or – I mean, we, how many times do we see him slide on Saturday? Got to be like, I, I think at least five times where he could yeah. have taken hits. Instead, he chose to slide. Minus Very smart one, addition yeah. to his game. I mean, yeah, you got to protect yourself. Minus the one touchdown where he just ran that dude straight over. That was that was pretty yeah, awesome. I, and like <laughs> me just being but, like super paranoid. I was like, no, no, Matt. We do not need you doing this against Tulane. <laughs> if it was Alabama, no. okay, but not not too late, man. <laughs> I will say this. Every every Heisman candidate has to have their Heisman moment. That could have been it. You know, you don't see a lot of quarterbacks just fucking trucking one and just boom. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I thought that was impressive. Was it smart? Eh, not so much. But I have a hell of a lot of respect for him because he did that, in my opinion. All right. So, you guys want to look around the rest of the league from last weekend? Yeah, let's do it. Touch on some SEC scores here. Obviously, the big one, Alabama, Florida. Soren, you kind of you touched on it a little bit there. Um, I didn't really watch most of the game. I saw it was 21-3. I watched some other games. Um, and then I came back at the end, and it was coming down to the final drive. Um, did, did you guys maybe catch more of that? I know for me, I was just kind of shocked that Florida stayed in the game. Well, I was in the Grove, so um... – I don't. There's TVs. I, I didn't. I didn't really catch. <laughs> it, there was a, there was a TV in our t- the the tent next to mine, so I got to catch here and there, but I think Soren probably has probably has the best uh, best thoughts about the game. Um, I actually did watch a good bit of the game. Uh, so after I watched Mississippi State absolutely embarrass themselves against Memphis, uh, we ended up watching. <laughs> and we'll get to that too. <laughs> yeah, we ended up watching the Alabama Florida game and. Uh, it was weird because, like, we, you know, I was with one of my other buddies, Hayden, and he's a state fan. So we were watching the game, and, um, and you know, it was like, like you said, it was like 21 to 3. So we turned it off. We were like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Let's watch, you know, the, the other game. And then we went back after the state game finished, and then I seen that it was so close. I was like, holy shit, like, what happened? Like, did they decide to, like, turn on their offense or something? And then, I, I don't know, I just, uh, Emory Jones – you know, he's not Anthony Richardson or anything, but I do think that both of them in tandem together, if they are used properly, can be extremely, extremely dangerous in the SEC East. Um, I don't know how the Georgia-Florida game is going to go, but I feel like if, you know, Dan Mullen can work some of his magic, um, and I talk a lot of crap about Dan Mullen, but I will say that he can develop some pretty good QBs. Um if he can use them in tandem, I you know I don't know. We may see a another Alabama Florida matchup at the end of the at the SEC championship this year. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, like I said, Emory and Anthony are really dangerous. Very very good quarterbacks. Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway was probably the fact that the Alabama defense is not elite like we all thought it would be. Um, it definitely is. You know, it's susceptible to some to some point scoring. Is Pete uh, and then more than their, that. I was gonna say, is Pete Golding still their D coordinator over there? I don't think so. No, they lost. I mean, they lost. West, their, you know? their, uh, they lost their middle linebacker early, like early in the season for this for the whole season. It is sorry, Tony. You're right. Okay, Pete Golding is still yeah. see, and yeah, and they were complaining about Pete last year, um, and so I don't know. Maybe he's 
maybe his jig is up. Maybe Saban needs to get him another defensive coordinator. I don't know. It, like Wes said, it could also just be personal. <laughs> you know, they all leave for the NFL every year. So, and and that brings me to the offensive side of the ball. I don't think they're scoring sixty this year. Even if we had last year's offense, just so many pieces of that offense are gone. The offensive line, the running back, the two wide receivers. I guess one by the time we played them. Michi's still there, but there's a lot missing. And the offense just kind of stalled out after that opening, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Because they didn't score, what, they scored like 10 points or something like that? Yeah. I, like the, the rest of the three quarters. The rest of the, the way. Game. And, it, like, yeah. they just couldn't really figure it out. And Florida's defense is good, but it's not that good. So, um, yeah, yeah that, was, Brian, that was encouraging. Brian Robinson is not, is not Najee Harris. Nah. He's serviceable, but... Like, I don't know and how good he'd be on other teams without I've, an elite I've, I've, I've kept line. saying this. I've, I've kept saying this multiple times to people. Emory Jones is not Matt Corral either. Mm. Not in the slightest breath. Yeah. yeah. The and fact that they were even in the same conversation, him. like, preseason, yeah. was ridiculous. So, again, you, you got to think that our offense is much better in Florida. So, I don't know. All right, another game, uh, South Carolina-Georgia. Georgia defense finally allows their first touchdown of the year. Not much to say about that. I'm glad Against we don't have to Cox. play them. Yeah, <laughs> the Cocks aren't very good. Um, no, Auburn-Penn State, that one shocked me a little bit. Uh, I was surprised Auburn stayed in the game as long as they did. I, I don't even think Penn State's that good. I just really don't think Auburn's good. Um, I don't like the confidence that might have given them now. I've just kind of wanted them to lay down and die a little bit. Let us walk uh, through that one. But I don't know. I thought that was a decent showing um, up in Happy Valley. What do you guys think? You can go, Wes. Okay. If you don't have um, I don't have much. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I, Fair um, enough. I've seen people was, you know, say, like, oh, Auburn's a good football team. And, yes, Auburn is always going to be a good football team. It's, they're an SEC caliber. They, they're going to play like it. But, I mean, they don't excite me at all. And I, I, love, I love football. I'm, I'm a huge Ole Miss fan. I can sometimes be a homer, but I'm, I, I love the game, and they do not make me excited to watch them. Now, what it did for me is I think I can maybe see them getting eight wins now. I had them at about six or seven. That offense was really driven by Tank Bigsby. That, he, I mean, he was bulldozing through Penn State guys the entire night. Penn State is a good defense. Credit to them. Bo Nix, very inconsistent again. Not enough to get the team to win. Not a good winning game-winning drive or anything. Uh, Penn State's offense isn't all that great. It's very inconsistent. So the fact that it was able to put up some good points on Auburn, I feel like our offense can be able to really – Blow them open. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. We'll move along, though. Um, Arkansas dominates their opponent. Kentucky barely beats Chattanooga. Whatever. Yikes. Missouri blows them out. Tennessee blows theirs out. And then we get to Mississippi State and Memphis, which, <laughs> sorry, I believe you were, you were telling us a little bit about. Oh. Yeah. Um, you know, I have my opinions on SEC officiating, but if you <laughs> – if if your game and, and like whether like if one play determines whether or not you win a game or not, you really didn't deserve to win that game in the first place. I'm sorry. If you can't beat Memphis, like off of one play that they up, like I'm sorry. It's just it is embarrassing. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. 
you know, State's offense, it's going to be the gimmicky Mike Leach air raid offense that you've seen, you know, for the past decade and a half, maybe two. Um, it's nothing special. Uh, Memphis, they're, they have a freshman quarterback this year. He actually looks pretty decent. Um, I think that he actually has some pretty good potential to do well later on in his career. Uh, he looks pretty promising. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I just really embarrassing for the SEC, man. Please, please <laughs> kick State out. Please. I don't – they don't need to be in here anymore. I know it's not going to happen, but I'd rather have, like, for Christ's sake, have Tulane put back in here. Like, I, I don't – I don't know. I just, they don't. They literally offer nothing to the SEC besides baseball, which I mean, I guess yeah. you can make the same argument for Vanderbilt, but still, I. I oh, you can definitely uh, make the same argument for Vanderbilt. That's yeah. without a doubt. Um, my thoughts: If you decide to schedule Memphis at Memphis, you do deserve to lose. That's just your karma. And they were talking so much shit about us losing to Memphis. I'm glad they got a little taste. That is such a dumb game to schedule. I will not. I will die on this hill. Never schedule Memphis. That is a dumb, useless game. It's a no-win opportunity. You beat them, oh well, cool, you beat Memphis. It's not a power, it doesn't add anything to your resume. But if you lose, which there's a good chance you're going to, because it's Memphis in the Liberty Bowl, it, this, this is what happens. Everyone laughs at you. Like, how do you lose to Memphis? Like, no, quit scheduling Memphis. I'm glad we don't have them on our schedule anytime soon. It's, it happened to us a year ago. It did. It was the same thing happened to us when we lost 10-15. to 15. It was embarrassing as last, hell. The last two times we've played in Memphis, we've lost. It's because it's, it's their Super Bowl. It's their Super yeah. Bowl. And it's, the, and it's the same idea as us playing USM. It does us yeah. no good. And, uh, you know, one can say, oh, well, it gives money to another Mississippi institution. I do not give a f- I could give less yeah. of a care. I, so that's my thoughts. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, Mississippi State was still losing when they punted the yep. ball. They were down four. So, so who's to say they were going to go down and score or win the game anyway? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big like, like, belief, a believer that like no one play decides a game. Like Even when no. last year everyone was saying that Auburn missed call, blew the game for us, I was like, yeah, no. It, it didn't blow the game for us. We still could have done more. That, that was play didn't late, lose though. the game. Yeah. No, that play didn't lose the game, but it was pretty late. Sure, but no one play loses a game. No. Like, no. We, shouldn't have, we shouldn't have stalled out in three plays. You can always do more. Yeah. Yeah. We should, we should have gotten that first down. <laughs> no. All right, well, that pretty much wraps it up. Um, we'll go into picks now. Got a couple interesting ones. There's not... Too many good opportunities to pick this week, but we're going to do what we can here. The real games are next week, of course. Um, but first games first, we got 11 a.m. SEC Network, Georgia and Vanderbilt. This is just a guess if Georgia covers or not because there's not a chance Vanderbilt wins. The three of us took Georgia. It's a 35.5-point spread. That is massive. I guess the That's real question huge. is, <laughs> do you guys see Vanderbilt scoring a touchdown? I'll put money on it. They don't. No touchdowns. <laughs> Uh, maybe late, like South Carolina. Okay, okay, look. Maybe <laughs> when, when, maybe they, one. when they put the third string in. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Maybe maybe just one little. Okay, maybe little, Georgia's fourth stringers let them score. Maybe. I don't know, yeah. but I don't well, know. Well, it's not happening when Kobe Dean's on the field. <laughs> no, no, it is not. 
What a baller. I'm still mad about that. I am too. That makes... No, we're picking five. It makes my Andrews. blood boil. It really does. I mean, Jeez. it's ridiculous. He was ours until he wasn't. Same thing with fucking Cam Newton. Or uh, not Cam. Why did I almost say Cam Newton? What the hell? Cam um, Akers. Yeah, Cam, Cam Akers. Was never ours. <laughs> I was about to say. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that. I meant to say Cam Akers. Um, yeah. Stupid. All right. Um, makes Matt, Matt <laughs> another day. Another day. It's not. Matt. Yeah. Another another day. It's not Matt Luke's fault. That we had sanctions. Um, all right. Anyway, we have five eleven a.m. games we're picking, so that's pretty cool. Fox game day, Wisconsin Notre Dame. Um, this is, I think, a neutral site game. I might have accidentally said Notre Dame. I don't know. It's um, in Chicago, I believe. Yeah. So it's Wisconsin favored by six, so almost a touchdown. You two took Notre Dame on this. Do you guys think they're gonna win or just cover? Um, <coughs> I think they're gonna win. You know, uh, Notre Dame is a team that is always ever confusing. And I say that because sometimes they look like world beaters and sometimes they just look like they're completely mid. Yeah. Um, I think this year is a completely mid-year. I think this is a very mid-year, but, you know, neutral site. They got a lot of great traveling fans. Uh I think they they have an opportunity to win this football game. I think they're long overdue for a loss. I think they should already have two. <laughs> I think the luck runs out this game. The luck of the Irish. Uh, Notre Dame doesn't really have much of an offense. I, I don't know if it's the offensive line or what, but Kyron Williams isn't really getting it moving this year either. Um, and Wisconsin's defense is really good. I just don't see Notre Dame being able to put up enough. So, I don't know. I got yeah, Wisconsin. I see where you're coming from there. I do see where you're coming from there. Wisconsin's also always good. They're like the most consistent eight-win team. <laughs> there, I've seen a lot of places people say, always are saying like, Wisconsin is a great quarterback away from being like, always awesome. Yeah, it's like you had Russell Wilson, you had your chance. <laughs> exactly. Um, same time, ESPN, LSU, Mississippi State. The three of us took LSU. Shocker, the only one that took State. Once again, can you guess? Randy. 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 Always Randy. Randy. Always Randy. He's a closet. He's a closet state fan. So his theory is that everyone else is going to take, like, against state so he can gain a game. Okay. But, like, he always ends up losing a game. Like, ah, whatever. LSU's only favored by two and a half. I'm only taking them just because I hate – I don't want state to beat LSU more than we beat LSU. And I don't want them to fire Ed yeah, no. Orgeron before we get a chance to play him. Like, I want to beat Ed one, oh, totally. one f***ing time while he's still at LSU. I mean, Jesus. Oh, my God. That would be so great. And my cousin my cousin goes to LSU. Oh. Uh, I would like him to come to town and, uh, and, and, and have a little bit of heartbreak with yeah. Ed O still on the team. Um, funny thing, he actually texted me after, after we beat Tulane. He texted me. Is Ole Miss going to the playoff? And he never <laughs> would ever say that. And I was like, uh, I'm not going to say yes or no, but shit, I hope so. Talk um, to but us yeah, after LSU. Next uh, <laughs> yeah, LSU. Uh, LSU's got a. They're going to win this game. They're they're not. They're they're not that great, uh, especially defensively. Um, but, you know, Keishon Butte is going to play well, and Max Johnson will play well against this team. 
There's no way in hell they let the, like State beat them after last year. That was embarrassing. Like absolutely embarrassing. So embarrassing. Um, I mean, you let Mike Leach get, with KJ Costello out of all people at the helm of your of your air raid offense and just lets like airs you out like that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely spun his block, <laughs> like and, and left no one alive. And like that is just that is embarrassing, man. I, I know that he has that game circled, and he shouldn't. That shouldn't be a game that you have circled on your schedule. But I mean, it was embarrassing. It was a really embarrassing loss. So, yeah, no, there's no way in hell that State wins that game. Also, one other thing about LSU, um, I don't know if anybody's talked about it really since it happened, but how in the hell do you let your five-star running back get <laughs> academically ineligible? How does that happen? Ed Orgeron. It's the only that excuse is, I have. That, <laughs> I have never in my life seen that. I haven't either, especially after he played last year. Like, you know how this right. process works. <sighs> you got it. Like, and also, how did he not notice that he was in enough classes? Because he's not going that, to them that's anyway. A, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's that, that's another thing. It's like that just proves the point. <laughs> that just proves the point even further. All right, we got ESPN two at the same time. Missouri going to Boston College. Missouri is two point favorites. Soren, you're the only one that took Boston College here. Um, the only the undefeated reason, Boston College. The only Boston reason why I say this is because Boston College has Trey Berry, and for some reason, I think that because he didn't end up coming to Oxford, he's going to end up winning them the game. I think I don't know why. I just have this gut feeling that Boston College, yeah. the Trey Berry. I mean, dude, dude is a good. Good tight end, you know what I'm saying? So I uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I could end up biting ass on that, but I'm going to stand at the one other game. I don't really have anything. One other game on uh, at 11 a.m. This one's on ABC. Um, could be a good one. Texas Tech's undefeated. Um, they haven't really played anybody, but Texas, um, eight-point favorites. They're the home team. Wes, you took Texas. Soren and I took Texas Tech. I don't really have a reason why I did. I don't know. But tell us why you took Texas. <laughs> I took Texas because they need this. <laughs> they need it so bad. Um, yeah. They've just been the butt of, the jo- butt of a joke in the state of Texas for so long. Like, is Texas back? Is Texas back? <laughs> year after year after year after year. Uh, Sarkeesian is he's a great coach. Uh, they'll figure it out. They'll They'll, they'll – They'll be able to beat Tech. They do it to themselves, I'm telling you. <laughs> they do do it to themselves. But Bijan Robinson is is really good, really great running back, and though he'll be able to carry them to a win. Sure. 3.30 ESPN2. Um, this was one we weren't sure if we were going to put on. I'm glad we did because I think it's interesting. Louisville at Florida State. Louisville is two-point favorites, and – I think this might be just because we played them, but every single one of us took Louisville. Nobody's taking Florida State. I mean, Florida State's also dog shit right now, but two-point favorite makes oh me kind God. of pause a little bit, but, I mean, I don't know. 0-4 start for uh, Florida State. Did y'all see... <laughs> Did y'all see that motherfuckers over there are withholding sex from the players? <laughs> 
because I've they're so that. bad. I saw something like that. What was they? What were they saying on Twitter? They're talking about if you have a Florida State player come up to you and, and they say like, "Oh, I play for FSU," they're like, "Do not give them sex. Only give it to the recruits or some shit like that." I was like, "Dude, y'all are wild as hell, bro!" Like, you finna make them boys sexually frustrated, <laughs> and they finna go out and ball, bro. Quit. They're not gonna be able to walk out there. Like, you gotta let them release it, guys. <laughs> It's like that. It's the. It's like that gif of um, what's his name off of South Park carrying his nuts in that wheelbarrow, and he's like walking around town. That's that's how all their players are gonna be. This, oh, I forget his name. But yes, I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much longer Norville lives there if they go zero and four. I think they get a hard game, not that following week, but. The week after, I think it's like UNC maybe or somebody. They might be looking at like a 1-5, 1-6 type deal. I don't know. I found the tweet, actually. Uh, it says, young women in Tallahassee, please stop having sex with the FSU football players. When they approach you, act like you don't know who they are, blah, blah, blah. Say, you, and walk away. I bet we see a change. This is so wild. I, I don't know about that. They're going to play tight. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. They're calling it they're calling it a coochie recall. <laughs> Their seminal vesicles are gonna get tight, man. I'm oh my you. god. <laughs> oh that was oh a good god. one. That was a great one. The that seminal is... vesicle. <laughs> that is foul, bro. That is so foul. Flag on the play. Pause. <laughs> oh man. Three thirty CBS. Uh Texas A and M in Arkansas. This is probably the game of the day for me. I don't care too much about Notre Dame-Wisconsin. Um, Texas A&M, only five-and-a-half-point favorites. This is another neutral game there. But I think, let's see, Soren. Well, a couple other people took Arkansas, too. But you took Arkansas. Are you taking them, again, just to cover, or are you taking them to win? I'm going to take them to, uh, to upset that game. Uh, because Arkansas always plays A&M really hard every year. They do. Every year they do. And, look, I'm not – I'm not saying that Arkansas is great, but A&M is without Haynes King. I'm sorry. I mean, you can you can have a good running game, but without your QB, man, like Arkansas has a pretty damn good defense. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I really think that they that um who's their D coordinator over there? I forgot at Arkansas. Barry Odom. Yeah, Barry, Barry Odom. Odom. Oh yeah. Why did I forget that? I feel like Barry Odom is going to game plan for that game. Very well, he's gonna stop um, their their rushing attack, um, and uh, I feel like their offense, uh, Arkansas's offense, is gonna be able to put up points. Um, and that's, you know, I, I'm not very high on A and M this year. I, I actually, from the get go, I wasn't high on A and M, even with Haynes King. But maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I'm stupid. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to stay away from talking about this game. I have my own personal qualms with the University of Arkansas. It's all good. Yeah, that's what they're. Soren, we're coming right back to you. Florida and Tennessee at 6 p.m. This is at Florida, and they are 20-point favorites. You also took Tennessee. Uh, Wes and I took Florida. A lot of our picks are the same, Wes. I don't I don't know what's going on. But, uh, like me last year. <laughs> I know. You t- all of ours are different this week, it looks like. Yeah. But – you took Tennessee. I assume that's just to cover, right? They're yeah, gonna... it's yeah, definitely just to cover. Uh, Highpool's offense is or is going to put up points, so um, I, I don't see Florida beating them by three touchdowns. I'm sorry, I don't. Um, 
but they're definitely going to win. I'm definitely not going to say Tennessee's going to upset Florida by any means. I could see Florida just being super pissed. And who better to take that out on? I know, Tennessee's like the bastard child of the SEC East, but <laughs> it's whatever. Yes, they are. Yes. They're like the kid They're like the kid from Cheaper by the Dozen that they call UPS. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. All right, um, the other ESPN network. ESPN2, South Carolina and Kentucky. All three of us took Kentucky. Not really much to say there. Yeah. Kentucky's five-point favorites. So... I think Kentucky's going to be good. I'm still holding out on that. But uh, win number four. I mean, 4-0, they're probably going to be ranked here soon. My sister goes there, so... Oh, Go you. Cats, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, that game ahead. is just going to be so like sloppy and ugly. I don't, I don't know. They don't, they don't, they, have, they have the, a really great O line. Kentucky has a really great O line, and that is something that does excite me. That, but that's about it. Kentucky's like that Wisconsin statement you made a second ago, to a much smaller scale, yeah. of course. But like, if they have a good quarterback, they could be dangerous. Oh they, yeah. They, in theory, have one now. And yeah, they, well, and they have and bad. they have Wondell Robinson. I mean, he's really good too, the wide receiver. So yeah, I mean, they have Jack West Jones on defense. Let's see what happens. Yeah, the only he's playing kind of well for them, man. He's I playing. He's playing has been well showing for out. Him. Yeah, he got injured last week. I think he's coming back. I'm not too sure, but yeah, um, that was one of the main reasons him, why I, I picked. Yeah, well, that's why I picked uh, Kentucky. Also, just because I think they're going to win. But you now I got to root for our home guys. You know, Jock. We're missing them out here for sure, but some wrong. <laughs> yeah, great just, coach. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, final game of the night for picks anyway. Oklahoma, West Virginia. Uh, Oklahoma's 16 and a half point favorites. I took West Virginia on that just because it's kind of high. I feel like um, they don't play well away from home though, so I'm not confident whatsoever with that pick. Wes, you took Oklahoma, number four Oklahoma. They've looked rough this year. Um, what? What makes you say this game's the one they figured out? Um, maybe not so much figured out. More so it's just like this is a game they, they should win. They should win this football game. Uh, they have looked really, really out of sync. Uh, I'm not sure what what that is for and why. Because people always shit on Spencer Rattler. He's a, he's a good quarterback. I mean... I just don't know what's going on with him. Maybe it's a, maybe it's something with the coaching staff or, and what they're running, and it doesn't fit. It doesn't work with what they've got. But this is a football game they, they really should win. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I didn't think about the numbers, and they, they probably won't cover. <laughs> well, you're stuck with them for now, so... <laughs> Yeah, um, well, that's okay. <laughs> well, that pretty much wraps up picks. There is no game this weekend, so enjoy yourself on the couch. Um, you won't have to stand in the rain this weekend, so that's good. Obviously, we got the big one coming up in a week. Uh, next time we talk, we'll know if we have game day or not. I guess we didn't really talk about that, but I think we'll have it, even though they give it to Alabama all the time. I still think it's just it's right there. It's low-hanging fruit. You're not going to take it. You're not going to not take it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how true this is. Um, but most of the time, the things that I hear regarding Ole Miss football when I'm at Oxford High, um, they said that it is going to be game day. Um, I heard that from one of my guys I coach with over there. They that it, it, that it will be. And his uh, his brother-in-law is is Spurlock, 
So maybe that might be, it might be true. So, yeah. So there you have it. Um, you heard it here first on the Bait Shack. Game day is coming in Tuscaloosa for Ole Miss, Alabama. Um, we'll talk to you next week to cover that a little more, but thanks for listening. Um, three no Rebs. Get a little bye week here um, to prepare for, ooh, ooh. prepare for Bama. When was the last time we said that? Shoot. <laughs> a bye week, we're not worried about like making jokes about losing or not winning. Remember that every year. Hey, we're not going to lose this Oh, my week. gosh. <laughs> Dude, this time it's like, damn, we're not going to put up 700 yards this week. (laughs) My first two years at Ole Miss, it was like, well, at least we can't lose. Yep. And that was the whole, like, we never lost a party uh, phase. Like, that that was rough. That that has never gone away. That's always been a thing. Yeah, that's always been there, but it was like, I think I just remember it so much more because because I was there, like, at school there. It's, at the time. It's an annoying little thing. It's like, ah, good one. Go to the game. <laughs> yeah, please. All right, but anyway, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Won't you look down over me? Yeah, I got a first-class ticket, but I'm as blue as a boy can be. Then I'm walking in Memphis. Just walking with my feet ten feet off a beam. Walking in Memphis But do